Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. want to give a big shout out to uh, Mr. William over at Williams Tire in Danville, Georgia. Thank you for being a proud sponsor of the show. Nobles Networking, thank you for all you do for us, Chris, hooking us up with the best internet in middle Georgia. Red Circle, the management company, for putting some change in my pocket. All the corporate sponsors. I heard Allstate and DraftKings on my show a while ago, and I about shit myself uh so thank you I, I very much appreciate it and uh for all the fans listening um you know what we do is i do it for y'all y'all like real and i try to be as real and raw and as informative as possible i also try to bring you good music and we haven't done a music show in a while probably about a month from now or a month ago and i found this dude who looks like me who if i could sing i would want to sound like this cat his lyrics are strong. I want to introduce y'all if you're not already following him on TikTok and his other social media uh, pages. Mr. Brian Andrews. What's up, big guy? What's up, man? You look like you belong in our family. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that, man. This is a big cornfed boy right here, country boy. Where are you from? Yeah, I'm from Carrollton, Missouri. Hell, you know everything in the past month has told me I need to go to Missouri. Oh, yeah, man. I, it's insane. It's um, a good good time. Did you just go to what was it? The stand or was it? What wasn't there just a big music festival there in the past couple of days? Uh, it was a summer fest thing we did down in South Missouri, down in West Plains. Is that where uh, Luke Combs and everybody was? No, no, they probably did. You're talking about Country Stampede, probably. That yeah, was that's what it was. Buff. Yeah, that's like or uh, Bonner Springs, Kansas. I think is where it was. Oh, okay. I yeah. can't. I can't ever remember shit, dude. It's. It's pretty close to Kansas City, so. I got you. Well, um, before we get started, drop your social media handles where uh, they can find you at. Yeah, it's all at Brian Andrews Music with a Y. Spell Brian with a Y, but yeah, it's all the same thing. So that way, it's uh, easy for everybody to find Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok is my big thing. You know, I'm up to like six hundred sixty-eight thousand followers on there, so that's my big one. But yeah, just Brian Andrews Music. Did you start blowing up on TikTok when you started posting your music videos or did you get a TikTok to post your music videos? Oh, uh, well, I got TikTok to kind of just watch videos, you know, because oh, all okay. my buddies had it and stuff. Yeah, to like watch funny stuff. And then, um, you know, I seen other people kind of start doing the whole music thing on there. And I was like, dude, I might as well try this. You know, I was working on the road at the time. And so that's what I started doing was just posting on there. And then I kind of started doing like comedy stuff on there too, you know, just like telling jokes or like, you know, just talking about random stuff and started getting traction doing that stuff. And then I started posting my music quite a bit and that's when it just exploded. Yeah. I can't remember. You're one of the actual few people that I was already following you before I messaged you. It seems like you might've had a song at some point in time, maybe about like uh, taking pills or something. Yeah. Liquor and pills. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Second, I heard that uh, you got an instant follow, and I was like, "Okay, I want to check this cat out. I, I, I like shit like that. I like real shit." And uh, I was following you already, and then I was like, "You know what? The show's blowing up. We're doing real good. I just about got to where I can reach out to people now. They can look me up to see I'm not just like some dude in his basement and uh, with a podcast yeah, and see so it's got a little traction to it." So I was like, "I want to see if I get this guy on my show." And uh, absolutely, I, I enjoy what you do. I, I really do. You're one of the few people. That I actually knew before I asked you, well, not no, no, but right. knew who you were on social media before I asked you to do it. Right. Thanks, man. I really appreciate the, you know, the time, taking the time to get, have me on here. Uh, well, dude, I, I, uh, I saw last year, 
it's something that completely like blew my mind is when I was working in radio, I saw how I think the tides about to change in country music, how we used to have the outlaws and we had nineties country. And now we had this pop shit the past 20 years. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like it's changing and all the musicians that I'm getting to know that are either in Nashville or on their way or whatever are out in Texas they all got the same like feel. It's like badass. It's a mix between nineties country and outlaw country. Yeah. And I feel like that's the next wave. I feel like that's the next, like the next thing in country music. And I'm trying to just, you know, kiss y'all's ass and get on the road or, you know, yeah. I'm trying to be in uh, the VIP sections everywhere. Yes, I absolutely. Man. absolutely. You know? But, um, so let, let's start with this. What, what got you started in, uh, and wanting to do music? Well, um, both my folks are actually music teachers. You know, they're from a small town too, but they're from the actually my hometown. My dad grew up around here. We got our family farm here and everything. But uh, he's the band director here at the high school. So when I was in high school, you know, I did a lot of music stuff anyway. And then I went to college for a few years and um, was a music major in college for like two and a half years before I dropped out. And then. You know, I started learning guitar when I was like 17 and I learned how to play, you know, G, C and D. And then, you know, some other chords came along with it and everything. And uh, then I just started writing my own songs because I was going through some stuff at the time and just wanted to, you know, learn how to write for myself. And then when I started working on the road, then it was pretty wild after that. So, you know, that's when I really started writing hard and, you know, because I always wanted music to stay a part of my life. And I felt like when I left college, you know, it was just not really there. You know, I was welding and everything every day. So that's when I started really writing hard. How old are you? 24. 24? Oh, you got you yeah. got plenty of time. Yeah. You got plenty of time. Has, have, excuse me, have a lot of people reached out to you since you started with the TikTok and it blowing up and everything? Like any musicians or anybody wanting to write with you or anything like that? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I've actually gotten written with or write with a lot of people now. Um, you know, just like, I think the biggest thing for me is like finding other artists on TikTok that are also, you know, taking advantage of it and, you know, want similar styles to myself, you know, um, wanting to, you know, do collabs, stuff like that. I've gotten to meet some great people. I don't know if anybody here knows uh, Rashad, but you guys being from Georgia, you might know who he is. The, the, um, the black fellow who was on um, Dick Down in Dallas remix, right? Yeah. Yep. I, I haven't gotten a meeting, but I heard he's an extremely nice guy. Oh, uh, he's one of the greatest dudes I've ever got to talk to. I mean, just super down to earth, you know, just just a great guy. And he's a great writer. I mean, he's got some great songs out, and he's got some good music coming out. I mean, he just put out Raised Up and Home to Me. They're both bangers. So um, if you guys haven't listened to him, go listen to him. And, you know, just, and, you know, I went to Nashville once I got to meet Tyler Booth. He's another guy that's just such he's a great dude. He's a Georgia boy. Yeah. And uh, it's just, I don't know. I mean, like, I think working with guys that are also on the come up, you know, it, that's that's kind of what I want to start doing um, as far as, like, guys that have already made it. You know, like, I'm a huge fan of, like, Hardy, Co. Wetzel, them guys or anything. You know, they haven't reached out or anything. I'm not even sure that they know, you know, I exist or anything. <laughs> but um, it's, it's all good. I still love to listen to their music and everything. And I'm not, you know, trying to chase anybody else's cloud either or anything like that. So, I am. Yeah. I'll go and tell you there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is, is, is this is how I look at it, is it ain't their fault they don't know about you. It, it ain't right. their fault that they don't see you the way that they might see other people. If right. you don't if you don't push yourself and you don't kind of like believe in yourself and market yourself towards these people, 
then, you know, there's a good chance they won't find out because, I mean, if you know what it's like in Nashville, mm. you don't always get to write who you want to write with. You end yeah. up, you end up, unless you know somebody mm-hmm. to hook you up with who you want, then you get put with whoever your pub deal says how you got to write with these people. It, yeah. It's hard. Um, I'm, I'm lucky enough to where my friends up there, they all write with the people they're supposed to, but then they'll write with whoever they want to as well. Right. And, uh, I think they dig you. You're, you're, you're one of the folks that like, there's also this other guy and I can't remember his name. He, he almost sounds like Co Wetzel, but if Co Wetzel was a little more grungy than he is, um, I don't remember his name. He's a cowboy. Warren. Uh, Warren. Yep. That yeah. guy right there. Yeah. Like, he's I, great. I think y'all two are the two that's got the most unique voice that I've heard. And like right. people, I would actually listen to your music on TikTok. That's not already right, hasn't sure. already made it. That's not already out on tour, opening up for somebody or whatever. Right. Y'all, y'all are very authentic. It seems like. Yeah, I think that you know I know Warren too, and he's a great dude. Also, it's just um, you know, being being as real as you can is the key. I think you know when when you are starting to write your own music and finally starting to get traction and getting out there and stuff like that and staying true to yourself. That's why I haven't personally made the move to Nashville yet. You know, I mean, I mean, also I got bills and stuff like that. I, I can't just pack up and leave, but I don't think you have to live in Nashville anymore no. to, to be successful in country music. Nope. You should, no, you do not have to. I think, especially when you're first starting, I mean, growing your audience where you're at social media is such a big part of it anyway, because I don't think really even labels are going to talk to you if you don't have a following, you know, no, we've got a we've got a friend, Priscilla Block, and mm-hmm. Priscilla was has always been just as talented as she is now, right? But before she blew up on TikTok, I don't know how much she got noticed or whatever. Yeah, that's now, what I'm yeah, I mean that's all you got to do. You got to blow up on social media. Trey Lewis has been around Nashville for, for ten years, fucking like ten years, and is a yeah. a great songwriter. He's yeah. got songs. Like Dick Down in Dallas is just an a party anthem. It's just, that's mm-hmm. all it is. It's just a party anthem. He's got a couple of songs that are I'm talking about bangers oh, that yeah. that people just because it wasn't they haven't because it wasn't successful on TikTok or social media they hadn't paid him no attention. Well, now he he did a show for me in December of last year. He from what I paid him in December when. Dick Down first came out to what he makes now. He's making like ten grand plus a show, and I think I paid him like twenty five hundred. And all, so all it takes is like one time. It takes one song to blow you up to get in the public eye, and then everybody wants a piece of you. Yeah, it, that's exactly right, man. I think I mean you take a look at anybody on TikTok right now that you know. I mean I know Trey and Priscilla were in Nashville already, but like look at Rashad. You know he's been in Georgia this whole time. Warren, he lives in Pennsylvania, and I'm pretty sure with his covers and stuff that he was putting out on Spotify that everybody was loving, he was, like, recording them in his – or especially his first single, On the Run, I know he recorded that in, like, his bedroom or something <laughs> and, and put it out. And it had, like, two million streams on Spotify alone in, like, two, three months. So, I mean, you just – like, if you're talented and you're authentic, people are going to know, you know and people are going to pick gravitate towards you and stuff like that. And I think a big thing of social media too, is also showing your personality, you know? And so that's where I kind of take advantage of it because I'm not the best singer out there and I'm definitely not the best songwriter, but I'm going to always, you know, write lyrics that I know I personally grew up 
relating to you and stuff that I know other people can also. So, well, I think what makes a good songwriter a good songwriter is when it is personal experience. Right. Like yeah. when it is, when you say some shit that cuts like a knife to your listener, that, it's usually somebody who's been through that. Oh, yeah. for sure. Your shit's way more relatable to me than stuff I hear that's poppy. Poppy makes yeah. no sense to me. Like I get people wanting to just have a good time or whatever. Yeah. Like a lot of people, they hate when they hear my playlist, like if we're drinking at the studio yeah. or whatever we're doing. Cause they're like, are you sad? I'm like, no, I'm yeah. fucking sad. Yeah. This is just yeah. a good song. Right. No, I've I've totally feel that. You know, I when I go to, to play my shows, I'm I always say, you know, I ain't gonna promise to play the best beer drinking song or the best party song tonight or whatever it may be that you're looking for, but I promise you'll leave this, you know, this uh concert or whatever you the show, you know, actually feeling something. So that's what music is about, dude. Yeah, right there. it is. That is. I watched Jelly Roll on the Ernest podcast not too long ago talk about, uh, you know, like when you're riding in a car, we as musicians and artists get three minutes to jump in your car with you and make you feel something or make you happy when you're sad or make you, you know, feel like you're not alone. So I think that's the big, you know, I if you're not if you're not playing my music at the beach or you know at the beach bar at the lake or whatever that's fine with me but if you're sitting in your car at 3 a.m listening to it because you've had too many drinks or whatever and you actually feel like somebody's sitting there with you then that's what i want so absolutely the the best musician going right now and i've seen him live so it's, it's just it's hard for me to say anybody's as good as sturgill simpson right but you don't hear a sturgill song on the radio and he's nope without a doubt the most talented in-person musician i have ever seen i saw him and tyler childers at the same time and i yeah. i lost my fucking mind like, yeah it, it was just this most amazing show i've ever seen but you're not gonna hear you're not gonna hear that stuff because it's not i, I always tell people it's just not comfortable like, yeah exactly it's it, that's not exactly the perfect way to put it perfect way to put it that's why like you know i think i've got on radio spins on liquor and pills i think i've got like forty thousand, and it's got like three million streams or something like that you know so out of forty thousand people that have played it on the radio you know a lot of radio stations aren't going to play a song that talks about doing drugs you know which is fine but you know i'm not here to to hold your hand you know or be some you know yeah. well co well country music radio is weird because if you listen to like a uh, urban radio, rap radio, every mm -hmm. song that they have, and I like rap music. Like I'm a, I'm a, right. I love rap music. Like but every song they got is about doing drugs, drinking, or sex, and that's okay to put out those songs on urban radio. But on country radio, it freaks people out, and I, I, I just don't yeah. understand why it's real life. It is. It is. And it's stuff that real people go through. You know, I think we're so accustomed to wanting it to be this like super Christian genre. And it's like, dude, life ain't always comfortable. You know, life ain't right. always easy. So, no. And, you know, country music, it does have uh, I, I'm a Christian. I'm just not a very good one. Right. But yeah, I, I feel but, that I'm the same way, man. You know, it always it always blows my mind how country music tries to separate the two. But at the same time, they don't realize like they're losing. When you had Johnny Paycheck coming out with old violin, and he's talking in the same song about being 
drunk and whatever, but he's also talking about loving God. You should be able to put out whatever you want to on country radio. And cause it's country music is real music. It is the yes. everyday, it is the everyday life for folks like me and you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, it's the blue collar genre. I mean, it's just like, and you know, I think rock and roll used to be that way also. I yeah. think the rock genre is kind of, um, been watered down some but i don't know what the rock genre is now yeah i mean that's where i'm at with it you know i didn't i started kind of writing these uh i think the term everybody's liking to use is the alternative so that's what i used to but like kind of you know like like i said earlier throwing in some like pop punk stuff or punk rock stuff you know and like um some rock and roll drums and stuff into my songs so like a lot of times i'll release them as rock songs under the rock genre so that way people don't get pissed at me when i you know when they see it on a country genre or something like that but it's like i think it's a good middle ground anyway country music and rock music are very similar in in some aspects so well like especially back in the 60s and 70s yeah. it's kind of hard to tell where country and rock wasn't to get like you you look at uh you look at johnny cash Johnny Cash was on the show on the road a lot with rockers. Yeah. I mean, they just went hand in hand together. Elvis Presley. Yep. To this day, I still don't know yeah. what the fuck Elvis Presley was. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I don't, I don't know if he was country or if he was rock, but I don't really care. I liked it. You know? Right. That's, I, I mean, I, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the point I'm trying to make with my music right now is that, you know, you don't have to be confined to, you know, like, oh, he's not a country artist, so I'm going to listen to him. Or, you know, whatever genre it is that you listen to, you don't have to be confined to those, you know, rules or whatever of how the music industry works now, because it just doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, music is real, music is real. And, and I think that's, a, that's where I'm trying to push it. You know, I'm trying to get more people listening to, you know, rock music or get more people listening to country music. I mean, you look at Poison, they came out with Every Rose Has Its Thorn and released it as a rock song, but that's a country song. That's a country song. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it uses G, C, D minor, or D and E minor. Like that is a country song. Country music don't even know what country music is anymore. I know, if, man. If you're if you're not considering, they don't consider Tyler Childers country music. They consider yeah. it folk music. Yeah, like Americana stuff. And I'm like, like, really? Are you fucking stupid? It makes no sense. And then Poe Wetzel just comes in here melting faces, and they have yep. no idea what to do with co Wetzel. he's the exactly. most confusing artist but everybody listening to him are our country folks they're yes. country folks so it's country music mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying like it, you know it it doesn't have to be defined by a certain thing you know if it's good or whatever you know it's got it even got so bad that like I feel like that's how Texas country got that genre red, name. Red dirt country. Yeah. Yeah. Because they weren't writing stuff like or putting stuff out, you know, like people in Nashville put out, but you know, so it was all this like, Oh, well, we don't want to be associated with that. So let's, you know, try to change it up. But like, I think red dirt country and Texas country music is awesome. I mean, look I, at the Wessel. I think it's like, the best. I, I don't yeah. think, I do not think that it gets, they don't get the recognition that they deserve, period. No. But you look at Cody Johnson and you mm -hmm. look at Co Wetzel and you look at Aaron Watson and you look at all these dudes. You go listen to their full albums and not just their singles, and you will not turn the album. Like it is yeah. they're they're all just so amazing. And I I know that like I've got friends in Nashville that hate Nashville. 
I, they hate oh, yeah. it because of what they're told to do now. But right. I grew up, I'm 33. So, like, I grew up here, my, my dad always playing Hank and Merle and Waylon and all this stuff. I, I like to think of, like, you and the other guys like Wetzel and, and some of my buddies and stuff as that outlaw type of person because when they came along and they started doing what they wanted to do, it became outlaw country. They, right. they didn't want to fit into that Nashville box. They didn't want to, yeah. they didn't want to be sweet about it. And it became the best error in country music of all time. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. I think that like, and I, I'm not going to disrespect anybody's grind, you know, like in Nashville or whatever, you can write however you want to write. And if it's selling, you know, it's selling whatever. I don't, I don't care, but I'm not, I'm not going to start making music based on what I think a label might like or what I think might sound good on country radio. You know, I, I think I'm going to start or, you know, just keep writing music that I think is relatable to my audience that I've uh, gotten so far um, and keep trying to push myself and push limits. You know, we just came out with a country metal song and it was like, you know, this is, it's, I mean, it's like metal core, it's like hard rock. And that's what we were like, you know, it doesn't have to be the rules thing. I wanted to see how far I could push my audience and, and to, uh, you know, really, really push the people that I have grown around being a country artist into not just listening to one genre because it's called country music. You know what I mean? So I think the genre of country music is fucked up because they quit listening to the fans and they started yeah. trying to tell the fans what was country music. I think that's right. what's so annoying to most of us. Yeah, like I think I think they got so consumed with trying to grow the the whole genre itself because I mean, old school country music wasn't near as popular as the genre is now. Yeah, and and so I think they got consumed with like wanting to get on radio stations everywhere, you know, in cities and stuff like that, which is totally fine, but. I think people even living in urban areas can still relate to real songs, you know, raw lyrics. And so you got to turn on some, uh, old turnpike and just ride turnpike. Well, it don't matter what background you come from. Turnpike is going to make you think about some shit. Exactly. And you know, like, I mean, that's why I wrote, you know, liquor and pills. I'm sitting there talking about, you know, getting consumed with alcohol and alcohol and, and drugs and stuff. The country people ain't the only people that can relate to that, you know. So that's where, you know, I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not hating on Nashville. There's some times where I want to, you know, but See, you're not supposed to, but I get to. So right. <laughs> that's what the fun part is. You don't ever have to, or, or any of my guests, but it's a joke now. Right. No, I feel it. I, I mean, like, I wrote a song that I'll probably put out someday called Nashville mold, you know, cause it, I, like when I go to Nashville, I just feel like it's so, you just feel like you're in this, you know, like high school cafeteria where you have to sit with the people that like you or whatever, you know, yeah. and if you, and you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of like that vibe. And I'm not saying that everybody is like that down there. Cause they're definitely not. There's some really great people in Nashville. There's some grinders there, dude. There's some, yeah. Nose to the grindstone ass folks still in Nashville. There's yeah, something. exactly. And I think the a big thing about it is, you know, like throwing shade or just feeling like people aren't accomplished because they got big on social media or got big on the internet or something like that, you know, and which is like totally, you know, like don't be mad at me and disrespect my grind because I got 
big on the internet when I was out there working 12 hours a day, you know, welding pipe, sleeping by myself in dusty ass hotel rooms, you know? So like, I'm not, I'm not hating on you for going down to music row and putting your, your songs out there every single night. So don't hate on me for, you know, trying my way. Well, like I, I, I don't get on his ass, but my, my big brother, my best friend, Lee Tucker, you're going to see him at three or four rider rounds in Nashville a week. And yeah, and like I love him for that grind, but that grind isn't the same for everybody. I yeah, I like the idea of people doing what you're doing. I like the idea right. that people decided in Texas that they were going to do it the Texas fucking way. Mm-hmm. And like, even when you get somebody like Cody Jinks that came out and publicly said, "Fuck Nashville," if they yeah. don't want to let us play here, we'll make a place to play. Yeah. I like that because I like that mindset of you're not stopping me. Yeah, I, no. I love it. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, I just wrote a song last night that I because I got the idea in my head. I don't even know why I was thinking about it, but you know, like I I'm, I might never get to play on the stage of the Opry or get you know win a CMA award, but that's all right with me because as long as I'm small town famous, I don't really give a shit. I'll play in these mom and pop bars till the day I die. You know, there's something special about the dudes that love playing in the hometown bars. Oh yeah, I, yeah. There, there is man. There's a group over here. They're called Dillagaff. Um, their lead singer is state patrol officer. Uh, they're all probably in their forties or like 35 and up. He's going to get mad at me, but I'm, I know that they're close to their forties. And he, he's told me before the biggest bar country bar honky tonk, like real ass fucking honky tonk. They play at at least once a month and they'll play a couple other dive bars, but they're so happy just doing stuff their way and playing there. They don't. They don't really ever think about nothing else. They don't really ever. Right. They don't care. And I think that's when, with some people, it's not with everybody. But I think the second you decide, hey, I'm doing my own thing. I'm fitting into my own mold. I'm not going to do what they want me to do. You become an original. You become your own fucking genre. You become your own brand. You don't need their help yep. anymore. Yep. And, you know, and like that's that's when they want you the most. You know, like yeah. we, we we as artists we like crave this approval from labels and, you know, publishing groups and stuff like that to to hit us up all the time, you know, when we do something good and that stuff's awesome, but they want you worse when you're just you, you know, when you're, when you stop trying to cater to them and you start catering to yourself and your fans, that's when they're like, Holy shit. I mean, look at Zach Bryan, dude. Oh God, I love Zach Bryan. Yeah. They, anybody would have done anything to sign him. Yeah. If he wasn't in the military, he I promise he's already playing packed out arena shows if oh, he's yeah. not in the military. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, he's he, probably he's probably the most popular up and coming. I mean, I mean he, basically he's made it already anyway, but like yeah. he is I thought I thought Parker McCullen was gonna be that way, but I definitely hate the turn that he's kind of took with some of his music. Like like I get why, but if once again, I, I hate people. I ain't never had uh, $5 million put in front of me to say, hey, right. here, I want you to do this. There's a good chance I would change it. But me being who I am right now and not having one of those big checks in front of me, I would rather stay true to myself. Right. But like Parker, I just – I have a hard time with – like I just listened to some of his new stuff that came out yesterday or last Friday. And it, it just don't sound like he did a couple like a couple years ago. Yeah, I haven't listened to the new stuff. I, I 
like when I first started listening to Parker McCollum, I didn't really, you know, listen to him all that much until probably last year. And then I started banging his stuff all the time. I mean, you know, Silhouette, you know, Galveston Bay, those old, old school songs. That, yeah, He's so I started listening to him pretty hot and heavy there for a minute, but um yeah, I haven't I haven't listened to his new stuff. I know I I I liked uh, to be loved by you pretty well. I like that, that, that was that was good. That was good. Yeah. Um, and then the last one he did about cowboys, cowboys in a title, like a yeah, like a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's a Stapleton song too. Is it? Yeah, I didn't know it was Stapleton. Yeah, he he wrote that one. Nice. I saw where uh, Sturgill and Stapleton's going on tour this year though. And yeah, I'm, man. Oh my God, what a show! Yeah, I think I think there was a couple. Big, that's where I'm saying, you know, we're talking about like how new new genres or new sounds are coming into the genre, and I think, uh, I mean, people disagree with me on it, but I think definitely Stapleton helps with that. Oh, he he does. I think he's one of the front runners that helps brought yeah. who helped brought around this change. Yeah, and I think you know, kind of. Uh, a lot of people disagree with this too, but I think Luke Combs kind of helped bring back the like '90s vibe. He did. I don't disagree with you at all. If anybody disagrees, yeah. that they're dumbasses. He did. Yeah, yeah. I think he definitely did with that, and and bring. You know, they both helped bring the uh, narrative that you don't have to be this pretty boy anymore. You know, yeah. um, because you don't have to be. You know, and they and they proved that right there. That's why I say showing your personality is just as big as showing. You know your music and stuff uh, because people can tell who you are as a person. You know what I mean? I've got tons of friends. I've been fat my whole life though. You know what I mean? It ain't Me because too. I look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We are big boys around here, my guy. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's stuff like that, you know, um, and even Hardy, you know, I'm a huge Hardy fan because he's throwing in like the rock and roll thing. And that I love that sound, dude. I, I'm probably listening to him more than I'm listening to anybody else right now. Him and Co. Wetzel. Hardy's so. Hardy's album that he came out with that's got a rock on it and mm-hmm. all that Boots stuff. All that. You that's a, everyone's a banger. There's there's yeah. not a bad song on that album. Yeah, and he's got a couple on there that are just they're sexy. They're smooth. The one mm-hmm. he does with Ashlyn Craft. I'm obsessed with Ashlyn Craft though. Yeah, like, I, I love her. But he uh. He's he's different, and uh, Morgan Wallen's Morgan. I teeter back and forth on because I really love his shit. I really yeah. love his shit, but I feel like he's gonna lose his fucking mind because he doesn't want to do what everybody else wants him to do, and I think they're going to shut him. I don't I don't know how that situation is even gonna kind of play itself out. Yet. I think the best thing for him to do would be to own what he's doing right now. I think you know he just put out that huge album and and it got more streams than like any other album ever so i think he just needs to keep running with the whole like you know i do what i want thing and uh you know he's made some mistakes in his career i'm i don't know him personally so i feel like if i don't know you personally i can't have a problem with you i don't have a problem with him and uh you know i don't i'm not going to judge somebody off of what i see in the media ever because I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. So, um, but no, I like his music. I mean, I play Wasted on You at a lot of shows I play. That's you know cool. what I mean? I love that song. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't think, I just, I think it's because the day and age we live in, that's why anybody's considering, are considered 
that he's done anything wrong. I don't think he's done anything wrong whatsoever. If you were to give me that much money and that much talent and he, he women love him, they think he looks good, and he's in his 20s, 99% of males are going to fucking do everything that he did. I know I would. I'd be a, I would, I would be bad. Yeah. I just think he's young and having fun. Yeah. That's what I mean. I think like, um, it's so much pressure for a young, I mean, he's, everybody wants to talk shit, but he's only like 28 or 29 or yeah, something like baby. that. He's a baby. Yeah. It, it ain't, it ain't like he's, you know, lived out his years or anything like that. And I understand, you know, he just had a kid and everything, but, the dude is also on such a mega level of stardom that that's a lot of pressure to put on a young kid, you know, to make the right decisions every time. So I'm not like, dude, I still go out and get hammered with my buddies at the bar, you know, like I just don't have a camera on me, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, well, I'm, I hate that people take advantage of folks, whether it's you, me, or people that are way bigger than us. Like you said the right thing right here. You still go out and you have a good time with your buddies and get hammered. I do too. Yeah. We don't have like a spotlight shining on us. They're doing the same exact thing we're doing. They're just cutting loose yeah. or having fun. Why should they be judged any different than we are? Exactly. And we put these people like celebrities on a pedestal, you know, and we say stuff like, oh, you got to always act like you have a camera on you. Like, okay, that might be true. It, you, you know, they're in a different situation than we are. But at the same time, like, how are you going to make or break somebody's career, whole life that they've put everything into off of like one sentence? Yeah. Or one situation. It's just like if somebody came out and said, you know, it's like uh, Chris Stapleton came out and said something about how the country needs to do better when it, you know, comes to terms with, uh, we're talking about racism yeah. and it seemed like everybody was all over him for that. It's like, yeah. dude, he said one thing that he believed, like what, what the hell, you know? See, I don't, I don't even care that he believed it. Here, here's my right. thing with musicians and that everyone's entitled to their opinion. I don't mm -hmm. care what your opinion is. If I like your music, you're, I'm not right. fixing to stop listening to Chris Stapleton because he said something Half the time when, when an artist says something like that anyway, it is more than likely that their management company is telling them they have to fucking say that. Yep. Yeah, if you – if you that all that shit with, like, Luke Combs and Upchurch and, and oh, um, yeah. all that bunch of garbage, if, like, it pissed me off. I ain't got nothing in the world against Upchurch. Uh, country, uh, country rap or whatever you want to call it ain't my thing, but I don't knock nobody. If you right. like it, you like it. Hey, if it makes you have a good time, the guy you was talking about earlier, Jelly Roll, yeah, I think he is one of the fucking best people in music. I think yes. without a doubt, he is one of the best people in music, and I cannot name you yes. five of his songs. I, I don't, I don't know him musically, but I see the love and support he gets, and I hear mm -hmm. the things he says, and it's like, oh, this guy, this guy's fucking where it's at. Like I can get yeah. behind this guy, but when you had up church attacking luke combs it's just like why 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 yeah. would you why would you take this shot at this man and you know he has to do this right you, know, you up church might be worth a lot of money and making a lot of people happy but he ain't selling out arenas or nothing like that chris is doing what he's got to do yeah man that i was that, that that whole thing just felt like some high school drama that i just did not yeah like bullshit. did not want to be a part of and that's the whole thing with it anyway you know like i don't want to feel like 
if I go to Nashville or if I go to a certain place to start making music and stuff and start putting out music on a, you know, bigger scale like that, where I have a label team behind me or something like that, I don't want to feel like I'm in some high school cafeteria and everybody's chirping, you know, I don't really give a shit what you're talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just, I just want to put out my music and if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't, but I'm not here to, you know, I'm not here to impress anybody or make it, you know, cater to anyone. I'm just here to like bring value to my fans and, you know, bring happiness or some kind of feeling to them. And as long as I'm feeling that obligation, then I think that's the only obligation I really need to feel. Oh yeah. Me and you's going to be buddies. Yes. Yeah. Me me, me and you're going to be buddies. Uh, I'm definitely, one thing I didn't tell you like before this, whatever, like we book shows. Like I I put, I put together shows and stuff and uh, I'm putting together probably one in September that I'll probably holler at you about when we get done with all this today that I think I'd like to get you and the guy you were talking about a while ago, uh, Warren. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think y'all two doing a show for me and making at this really big bar. Uh, Stapleton's played there. But me and the owner were just talking on Saturday. Before Stapleton blew up, he had Stapleton there. He's had Hardy. He's had Wallen. Yeah. He's had all these people, and it's, it's just cool. But uh, speaking of making people happy, I want you to – get that guitar of yours and i want you to play the pills and liquor song for everybody including myself yeah um i I, and like tell the story behind it like uh yeah songwriters around tell tell a little info on it right so we uh we i wrote this song this was like the first song i had written that actually like did well on uh social media on my social media so when i put this out on tiktok i did like a little joke thing you know like i don't know if uh Post Malone likes country music, but I bet if he does, he'd like this song. And uh, then it just took off. You know, it got like 700,000 views. And at the time, I thought that was a fuck ton. You know what I mean? So It is a fuck ton. Don't let, it, don't, <laughs> yeah. let it, don't let other people confuse you. That's a lot. Right. So I put the song at, we, we like, I hustled trying to find, you know, a place to record and put the song out. And then I put like just an acoustic iPhone sessions is what I call them now out on my uh, youtube channel and it's got like five hundred thousand streams on there and so i was like i gotta get this song out and then we put it out and it was like for three days or in four days it had like nine thousand streams which i was completely happy with and then they my hometown radio station played it on the radio and i posted a video about it um on tiktok and that video that i posted about it got 15 million views and I was like, holy shit. And it, it sent that song to number six on the iTunes country chart. And it was just, you know, a dream come true. And that's where it all started, you know. So I'll always credit this song to that. But, I mean, it's just been a wild ride since then. But, yeah, this is Liquor and Pills. I hope you all like it. Well, I'm trying to talk to my mama. I can see how much it kills her to see me all strung out But I just can't say now And I'd be lying if I said that I was over it But I guess I found something to help me forget Part of me is addicted to numb Part of me just can't live with the things I've done. Yeah, 
Yeah, but the liquor and pills will take away the pain and let me forget about yesterday. And not even you can be the way to make me feel. Yeah, well, the liquor and pills won't break my heart, and I don't care if they tear my world apart. Cause you already did that to me. But the liquor and pills will never About making it big, and you were always right there with me. I pray this song was my one, and maybe you'll come back then. And I felt that when Luke Holmes said, Some things just go so damn good together, like the way this person hits with a thin southern. And I'm sick and tired of having this fight. But I just keep hoping that one day you might Yeah, baby, you might change your mind Yeah, but the liquor and pills will take away the pain And let me forget about yesterday And not even you can be the way to make me feel Yeah, well, the liquor and pills won't break my heart And I don't care if they tear my world apart That is such a fucking banger. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song, man. Dude, it's so good. I, I dig that. Like it, I dig that so much, man. Um, and for those who uh who don't have it already, it's on iTunes and everything, right? Yep, yep. It's out there wherever wherever you listen to music, wherever you want to listen to. That's actually we got the the version that's out right now. We're getting ready to come out with just an acoustic version of it, but um the version that's out right now is like a country rock theme and it's got, it's actually a duet with a girl I went to college with and she wrote her own part to it and everything. It sounds really good. Dude, that's badass. Yeah, man. Now you uh, I, like, this is so refreshing to hear strong lyrics. Mm-hmm. This is, this is so reflect, ugh, can't talk. So refreshing to hear somebody that ain't scared to put out something like that. Man, I think like, <laughs> I can tell within myself, you know, uh, the bigger I get on social media, the more I'm like, I feel the pressure of trying to write something that I think people are going to listen to. So a lot of times I'll have to sit and write songs that I know I'm never going to show anyone that 
<clears throat> you know, are just like completely off the wall, like shit that'll bring me back, you know, shit that'll make me remember what I used to go through when I was working on the road or like, you know, just thinking of times when I had to watch, you know, go pick up my buddy when we were getting ready to go to work and uh, picking him up and seeing him cry because his little girl standing in the door, you know, banging on the door and shit like that. So uh, removing myself, you know, from that, that life that I used to have, you know, working on the road and stuff like that. Um, it's good to bring myself back to that. You know, you ever listen to any Creed Fisher? Mm -mm. You need to check out Creed Fisher. Uh, Creed did a show for us a couple months ago. He, you ain't gonna find him too much on social media. He, he fucking hates social media. He's a, right. te he's a Texas artist and, um, he's got a really big following in Texas. His lyrics are, they're like what you just put out. I mean, they're tough. Right. He, he's, uh, he's older. I think he's in his forties working on pipeline for 20 years and he's, he's just real country. The, the only reason I ask is you got the same thing written all over you. You got the same yeah. vibe and everything written all over you, dude. Well, I appreciate it, man. I think that's so that I love hearing that because the, the only my biggest goal is to stay, you know, as authentic as, and as real and as relatable as possible because fans deserve that, you know. Um, fans deserve music like that. You know, we don't, we, there's a time and place for all that beer drinking stuff. And, and don't get me wrong. I write party songs too, but everybody, you does. know, when I, when it comes to, yeah, when it comes to putting out music and stuff like that, you know, I want to, I want to be talking about my boys back home or, you know, you know, real shit that people go through, you know, write songs for the guy who's, you know, sniffing cocaine in the bathroom, because maybe one day if he hears my words, he'll think of a better way, you know, to, to do something or to deal with that. So, yeah, well, it's, People don't want to hear fake too much anymore. They're they're tired of yeah. every everybody always, yeah, just being sweet to them or whatever. Like, that's not real life. Yeah. Sometimes yep. it's nice to be able to turn up, turn on something, and feel like, hey, this guy that I'm listening to, I can relate to. We've been through the exactly. same shit. Exactly, man. And I think uh, you know, uh, for me, that's why I'm such a huge fan of Co Wetzel. He had such a different sound that when he when I first started listening to him, I didn't know if I liked him. And then the more I listened to him, I was like, dude, this dude bops because he just doesn't give a shit. I mean, like the whole album sellout, you know, people were like, oh, this thing is trash. It's trash. And it's like, dude, he's like he put a lot of songs on there that were basically just giving a middle finger to all the people that were talking shit on him for signing a label deal. Yeah. And, you know, acting like he wasn't going to be able to do whatever the fuck he wanted. And he showed him he can do whatever he wants. I just, like, I got, uh, I think the guy's name's Otis. Maybe, maybe. I got I got to look it up. Um, so his, one of his guitar players and another guy uh, reached out to him. I noticed we were friends on social media and everything. So doc, they're doing a show later on in July. Like, I don't think Co is part of it. I told him they could obviously be part of it, but the guy also writes his own music. So, um, but I'm interested in asking them just how unique he is. Cause I feel yeah. like he is the most unique, weird. I don't <laughs> give a fuck motherfucker that's came along in a long time. I guarantee it, dude. We got this. He reminds me of this guy I know from my hometown that just like, I mean, just off the wall, doesn't give a shit about nothing. Just, I mean, I've seen this, the guy, like, I, I feel like Co Wessel's the kind of guy that would like eat a goldfish on a dare. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, like, so, and that's a, that's exactly. I literally watched my buddy 
you know, do some crazy shit like that. So I don't know, man. I, I think that it's just like you said, you know, real music is coming back and it's, you know, with TikTok, I think that's where social media can be hurtful and it can be very helpful because now the trend is to get back to real music and real lyrics and stuff. And um, you're seeing all these artists come out and start putting out really good, really good stuff. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Priscilla Block right now. Also, I relate to a lot of her songs, you know, um, just she's got a great feel. She's got a great sounding voice, you know. She's such a good person, too. The person right. that, that everybody sees in public or sees like on social media, that's her. Right. right? That I don't know her as well as a couple of my friends but a couple of my friends before she blew up with, with was with her every single day right. and they they just they rave about what just a good human being she is she deserves everything that she's getting right and i mean like well it's like you said all the artists i've met and got to talk to through tiktok um you know warren rashad tyler booth you know I, I don't know Priscilla, but Trey, I got to talk to him for like 10 minutes one time. Great guy. I think these guys are all really good people. I think they write real. I think they put out really good music and they're not trying to fit some mold. You know, they're not trying to cater to what will get them the biggest deal. Anything like that. You know, I think um, I'm a huge Colby Cooper fan, too. Oh, I mean, fuck yeah. I like Colby yeah. Cooper, dude. <laughs> yeah. So I think, like, that that's where social media has helped because it's started throwing out throwing out some of these artists that normally people probably wouldn't listen to. I mean, Pecos and the Rooftops is another big, big band this for me. This damn song is a yeah. fucking all-time band. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, and even, I don't know if you know who Giovanni and the Hired Guns are, but they're, like, one of my major influences. I, I don't think I know who they are, honestly. You'll have, to, you'll, have to, you'll have to tell me to look up some of their songs. Yeah, they're kind of they're like a Texas country alternative band. Okay. But I mean they slam. So but yeah, like I said, it's just about being real. And I I'm never gonna personally, unless somebody comes at me, you know, I'm never gonna disrespect anybody else's uh grind or anything like that, you know, unless like I said, unless they come for me or whatever, because then I'll I'll have some words to say, but other than that, I mean, I'm not going to disrespect anybody else's grind, whatever kind of music you want to put out. As long as you're bringing value to people that are listening to you, then I don't care. But, um, you know, I'm not going to listen to everyone out there either. I'm going to listen to the people that I like to listen to. And, you know, I think most people are like that. And I think the whole trend is coming back around to where you don't have to be so genre based. You can just put out real music and people will vibe to it. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand the genre based thing that much. Like, it, and, I didn't grow up that way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I started putting out these songs that, like, I put out under, you know, country and rock are probably the only two genres I'll probably ever go under. Maybe alternative, but um, when, as far as like when it comes to like formally releasing songs, but I've put out, I've started putting out um, under the rock genre after my first two songs. That's where I went with it because I felt like that's kind of vibe that it fit best with the secondary genre obviously is country but um you know I, I don't i don't i think there's a big middle ground there with the rock genre that can be you know either one way or towards the country way you know stuff like that and i don't think it's that big a deal kid rock yeah i mean if you think about you think about travis tritt in the early 90s with southern yeah. like he, he influenced Southern rock and country and blues and country so much. Travis Tritt's one of my all-time faves. 
and you go back and listen to his stuff and he was doing it back then. It's just now like, I think because rock has changed so, so much. I think that's why it sounds different to folks. That's why it sounds like Absolutely. I've heard people describe Co Wetzel as country grunge. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It kind of makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of get it. Yeah, for sure, man. And that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, like I think when I was growing up, I was listening to a lot of, you know, Clay Walker and oh, um, yeah. the stuff like that. But I was also, you know, when I got into high school, I was also listening to like of my, some men, some really heavy metal bands. One of my favorite bands right now is spirit box. They're a uh, heavy metal band. Uh, Memphis Mayfire is like one of my favorite bands of all time. And, uh, made a parade too. I used to listen to them constantly, you know, and they're, they're pop punk. So I, I just wanted to write music that I felt like matched all my influences together, you know, as far as sounds go. And then lyric wise put, you know, my unique vocals on them and, and um, my uniqueness to my lyrics and relatable lyrics and stuff like that. Cause like I said, I'm not going to claim to be the, the best singer out there. When you listen to my songs, you can hear, you know, the rawness, you can hear the mistakes in my vocal tracks, you know what I mean? And I, I think like that's, that. I yeah, like that though. Right. That shows your authenticity, you know, um, you know, everybody bitches about everybody using autotune and shit like that, but like we all do it. It's a tool that we can use now. So, you know, I use it on some of my tracks, but I also, you know, let people hear how I sound in the booth, you know, like when you hear me on that track, that's pretty much how I recorded it, you know? So that's cool. Well, dude, uh, I'm gonna get you to play one more before we get out of here. Yeah. But uh I think I think you are going the right direction. I think you're uh you're very nice uh young guy. Uh you're 24 years old, so you you really ain't got nowhere to go but up. You, somebody's gonna end up paying you a lot of attention real soon. Your lyrics are too strong for them not to. Yeah. Yeah, we've got we've got some things in the works now. I think with as big as we got on social media, you know, I think it was hard for people not to uh, look good, at me. So good. You deserve it. Well, tell yeah, them about so. this song, play it, and then uh, I'll tell everybody bye. Yeah. Uh, so this song I wrote is the second song I came out with, and it's probably my, like, I guess you could say underrated, uh, most underrated song out there. But um, it's just a song about chasing my dreams, you know, when liquor and pills uh, was getting ready to come out and stuff. I had quit my job right before it came out and I didn't really, I was going to try music full time. I had a little bit of cash saved up from working, you know, welding and stuff. And, uh, so I wrote this in quarantine and it's just about, you know, whether or not I'm going down the right path in life, whether I'm making the right choices. And, and, um, I think everybody feels that way, you know, when you get into situations, whether it be like relationships or, uh, paths with your career or anything like that, I think it's a very relatable song. So I hope you guys like it. It's called give me a sign. I've been down this road too many times before, and I don't want to feel lost anymore. Too much this time. Tired of trying to read between the lines, so I fold my hands by my head and give this a try. God, I ain't asking to win the lottery, you know I ain't asking to live forever. I just wanna know if that girl's leading me or if we wind up together. God, I got. 
quitting my job or give up on my dreams. And honestly, God, I'm not sure if you're real or if you're just in my mind. But here I am on my knees, so if you're there, God, would you give me a sign? That's a banger. I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't. Know, I don't know how I missed that one, dude. Yeah, it's like one of my probably least like least publicized and stuff like that. But it, it was that I wrote that song for me. You know, what I mean, and and uh, you know, it's like one of them things. I'm a God fearing man, but I think I find myself in points in my life, or at least I have in my past, and I think a lot of people have, where you question um, your faith. You know, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, um, I think if anything, it brings you closer to God. It does. Um, it, it so, does. you know, when it, when he, when he, when he shows you, you know, when you're at your, your most vulnerable place in life and you're on your knees and you don't know what is right and what's wrong, you don't know where to turn to, you don't know where to look and you finally just look to him and say, okay, let me have it. And then he lets you have it then then that's where you find him dude so. i dig you you <laughs> are solid i appreciate that man. not not just a good musician but a damn good guy too appreciate that man you are well, too 
Well, man, I appreciate you doing the show with us, and uh, I'll be hitting you up soon. I think uh, I think I got a good idea with you and that other fella doing the show for me. Cool, man. I'm here for it. Just hit me up. Cool. All right, folks. Well, thank y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. We will catch y'all next time.